Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural menstrual cycles, to improve health, and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I'm so glad you're listening today. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about teenagers and menstrual cycles. We'll talk a little bit about some of the common myths when it comes to diagnosing and treating teenagers with menstrual cycle disorders, as well as ways to be proactive and treat your cycle naturally. The intention here is to treat young women in a way that avoids the complications of oral contraceptives or other means that aim to just suppress their cycle. So as always, let's start off today with a patient story about a past client of mine who we'll call Olivia. Now, Olivia came to see me when she was about 16 years old. She had been placed on the birth control pill by her past doctor because her cycles were really irregular and they were quite painful. Olivia started having periods at age 14 and by her third cycle was actually missing days of school because of the pain she had with her menstrual cycles and how heavy the bleeding was. Olivia and her mother went to their doctor looking for answers And the only option they were really given at that time was to start her on birth control pills, which they did because they were desperate for anything to help with her symptoms. Over the next couple of months, they began to notice that Olivia was dealing with some fairly significant mood swings, fatigue, and breast tenderness. They found our office and ultimately decided that she wanted to try and get off the birth control pills. But Olivia was very worried about what that would mean for the pain she would experience with her menstrual cycles if she was not taking the hormones. So our first visit, we did a lot of education and talked with her about charting her cycles. We were able to get Olivia started with the education process of charting prior to completely stopping the birth control pills. And then we worked together to make a plan for how and when to stop We then discussed appropriate treatment and evaluation going forward and prescribed some supportive medications that she was able to take when her cycles were about ready to begin to try and prevent any more loss of school and daily activities. Now, Olivia was committed to getting off and staying off of birth control. And so we worked together over the next five months. And when we saw her back for her follow-up, Olivia reported that the first few cycles were tough but the more recent cycles had been much more regular and manageable with the lifestyle changes and supplements that I had prescribed. Olivia was off of hormonal birth control and was able to better understand when her symptoms were going to occur because she was now charting on a regular basis. Empowering Olivia to better understand her menstrual cycles was life-changing for her and actually allowed her to enroll in some additional extracurricular activities that she had previously been avoiding because she was concerned for fear of missing out on her impact of her erratic cycles. So let's talk a little bit more about what is normal for teenagers, because I think this is the biggest misconception that can be challenging for some people. So the average age currently in the United States that women start menstruating is somewhere between the ages of 10 and 16. Now, typically we say that on average, about 90% of girls will get their period by the time they turn 13, but some can get it as early as nine years old, and some don't start their cycles until closer to age 16. And so there really is still a very wide range as far as time frame of when that first menstrual cycle begins, and this can be completely normal. 
The other thing that's really important for women to know is that for the first one to two years of having their menstrual cycles, a woman may not actually be ovulating. So the menstrual cycles are occurring. The hormones are gearing up as they're supposed to for regular menstruation and ovulation. Young women, when they start having their cycles, can be anovulatory or not ovulating for up to two years from the time that they start their menstrual cycles. And this is absolutely normal. Now, this can be really important to know because it can help to explain why the young woman might not have a normal menstrual cycle right away. For example, it might be delayed or later or skip a month or more, or your cycles might become closer together than every 28 to 35 days. This also explains why we can have some troubles with significant pain or bleeding. Now, if you're not ovulating, but the hormones are still firing as they should, it's a mismatch from your ovulatory function, and your body is working extra hard to try and ovulate, but it's not happening. Now, this can absolutely cause increased pain and discomfort as your body is trying to work to get things back on track and start that ovulatory process. What we know from young women who we trend and track over time is that if they are not placed on birth control and we just let their body cycle naturally and go through that process of starting to ovulate, is that on average, it takes up to a year for things to kind of level out. Now, once a young woman starts to ovulate regularly, oftentimes the pain and significant cramping is gone without any significant intervention. Unfortunately, what we find is that when young women like Olivia go and seek medical attention and are placed on birth control right away, their bodies don't get that opportunity to go through the natural process of their bodies working through the time that they aren't ovulating. And by the time that they would be normally ovulating and everything would be normal and healthy, oftentimes they have already been placed on some type of hormone that is now throwing off their natural cycle even further. This has significant impacts, not only for ovulation, but also for longer-term health and potential side effect implications. The other thing to remember is that if you are placed on some type of contraception that blocks ovulation from occurring, so whether that's hormonal birth control pills, an IUD, an implant in your arm, or Depo-Provera shots, all of those things will work to suppress ovulation from occurring, which actually can make your menstrual cycles worse. So just really understanding that anovulation for the first year or two after you start having your periods can be very normal. This shouldn't be looked at as something we should be suppressing, but rather something that we should be educating young women on as far as what a normal cycle can look like, but also discussing supportive treatments to get you through this period of time. The other big thing that's really important when it comes to educating young women about their cycles is the significant importance of weight or body mass index on their overall menstrual cycle health. I see a lot of young women who deal with troubles with disordered eating or young women who are very strong and very physically active. What we know is that for young women who engage in too much physical activity, especially if they are already underweight or not getting enough caloric intake, all of this can significantly impact your menstrual cycles. This is another area where I see young women going to their doctors and they say, hey, I'm not having menstrual cycles. They're only coming every couple of months or even less frequently than that. Unfortunately, these young women are then getting put on birth control to try and regulate their cycles. 
and it actually just suppresses their cycles even more. Again, really trying to find what's the root cause of things that's going on, looking at not only a healthy weight, but also a healthy activity level. And sometimes, as much as people hate to back off on their exercise, sometimes the answer that I have to tell them is, you know what, we have to have you slow down a little bit with your exercise or not engage in exercise that's quite as intense or as frequent to try and allow your body to have that more natural menstrual cycle. When it comes to how we evaluate and treat teenagers in my practice, it is fairly similar to how I would treat any woman who is dealing with menstrual cycle irregularities. I always get them started with charting their cycles and providing education as far as tracking their symptoms and monitoring their biomarkers on a regular basis. This is all aimed with a focus on preparing them for a longer term, being able to manage anything that comes their way with their cycles. The next piece is that we do a thorough evaluation as far as their lifestyle, their daily habits, exercise, dietary intake. Really, we're looking for anything that may indicate a young woman is not getting adequate caloric intake or stress levels are too high. If our initial evaluation doesn't reveal anything obvious about the cause of your irregular or very painful cycles, we will then pursue lab tests and hormonal evaluation. If needed, we also evaluate for other causes such as thyroid dysfunction, bleeding disorders, or endometriosis. Now, if these things are found to be the cause of the heavy bleeding or the erratic cycles, it's important to identify early so that we can treat appropriately. And then, as always, when we figure out what the underlying cause is of the menstrual cycle irregularities, we treat appropriately to that actual cause. If we determine it's just regular anovulation from starting your cycles, oftentimes the answer is just helping with supportive treatments to get through the symptoms to manage things until ovulation is occurring more naturally on a regular basis. Sometimes just that education and support is all that a young woman needs to be able to get through that first couple of years while things can be a little bit shaky. You know, certainly if troubles extend beyond that time frame, we are looking at that point in time to other underlying causes, whether that's a hormone imbalance, thyroid dysfunction, bleeding disorders, or sometimes other things like anatomic issues, whether that's endometriosis, or polycystic ovary syndrome, and we focus then on treating those problems, which even treatment in the teenage years can be incredibly life-changing, not only for a woman's current symptoms, but for her future reproductive health. One final note is that we do always talk about the importance of medicines to help in dealing with symptoms, but we also know that some of those medications can actually make things worse. One class of medicines that has recently been getting more attention are the anti-inflammatory medicines like ibuprofen. Now, that particular class of medicines, if it's not timed appropriately, can actually increase the chances of anovulation even further in some women. And so even though we're trying to help treat symptoms of pain, if it's not timed appropriately as to when you're taking the medication, it can actually be making things worse for the next upcoming cycle. So overall, I hope that this episode has provided some education, especially for young women and their families who are looking for answers. Whether you are seeking out other advice about what we do with these irregular cycles, rather than jumping to some type of birth control option, 
we want to know that you have the support you need. We are committed to providing better education for all young women about the beauty of their cycles and helping to treat things in a more natural way that isn't creating longer-term problems down the road. So if you're a teenager listening to this episode, or if you're a family member of a teenager and you are looking for more answers, I would love the opportunity to work with you. We do also have team members who are trained on teaching teens to chart their cycles, and many of these options have user-friendly apps available to make things easier for teens to track on their own. If you're ready to work with our elite team of healthcare professionals, go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to schedule a free discovery call with me and learn more about our package-based pricing for healthcare. We customize your treatment plan and include options to access a hormone coach, fertility awareness charting experts, a registered dietitian, a fertility acupuncture specialist, a health coach, and of course, all the medical care you need from me as a board-certified physician. We are currently able to see people for in-person appointments in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area, or can arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share this podcast with someone in your life who would benefit from our services. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more empowering content. I sincerely appreciate your support, and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.